Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. The first day of training is when I realized, oh, this is why they win the league every year. When I, I spoke with Kevin, if I'm going to sign or no for Olympiakos, I said, you're a pretty good deal, like my friend. I can't speak, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, What's happening, everybody? Gate 7 International is back. Your number one English source for all things Olympiacos Football Club. And not only, and it's the first game of the Carlos Corberan era at Olympiacos. It ends in a 1-1 draw, ladies and gentlemen. Olympiacos going behind in the second half. And it had to be, it had to be an El Arabi header, Valbuena and El Arabi connection <laughs> to the rescue yet again. I don't know how long this can, this can continue, but before we dive into it, Again, my name is Costa. I'm joined by co-host Labro Sirmo, our good friend Costas Llanos is back again. Guys, another night. Here we are. Some first impressions, just very quickly, like one minute, no more. Comments already getting on here. So one minute. Uh, Labro, first reactions. Oh, geez. I, I love how I'm always the one thrown into the fire. You People know? are asking for you. People are yeah. asking for you. Let me let me bring this comment up. Now, <laughs> Kevin Milaras is saying, Labro, Mila, Simara, the Bayalo. He wants you to talk. Okay. Labros, equals, rating, right. Labros equals ratings. We're going to yeah. get into it, okay? One minute. One minute each, and let, let's let's come back up. Yeah. I uh, And I'm going to say, too, I... We did the pregame with Maccabi Haifa, and I apologize for wearing a tank top. It happened again. I said it wouldn't happen, but it's so hot in this little attic apartment where my TV given to me by Costa is bigger than my whole apartment. <laughs> Just how it goes. <laughs> Just how it goes. So, uh, um Guys, good evening. I hope you're all well. Um, we just uh, watched Olympiakos draw 1-1 with Slovan Bratislava to set the stage to the first game of Carlos Cobayran as manager of Olympiakos announced Monday evening. Um, to be honest, um, first impression, as you asked for, I thought the starting lineup was the best anyone could ask for. Um But fuck, God, a lot of those players really suck. Oh, they really suck. I don't know if anyone can save it, guys. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Well, okay, team... that's enough. That's 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 enough yeah. for a first reaction. Yeah, that's a first impression. That's okay. that, Costa Lianos, go on. Like, I just don't know if anyone can save this thing. Like, I, it's been a just, few days. Can I just address like one uh, one funny comment here from go, from Lianos? Με φανελάκια όλοι οι Σέζοι είχαμε συνηθεί τις επίσημες εμφανίσεις. Τι όλοι, τι όλοι, εγώ τι σερτ φοράω ρε παιδιά, ρε Μάνο, τι όλοι. It's so hot up in my attic as well. I've got the fan going, but... Μάγκα, εντάξει. Okay, I'm not wearing the official stripes today. Give me a break, like, it's so fucking hot up here. Όχι γενικεύσεις, Μάνο, όχι γενικεύσεις. 
Um, well, I'd like to start off by uh, extending my congratulations to Gate 7 International for doing what many couldn't, and that is bringing uh, the international voice of Olympiacos, the voice of the diaspora, to the actual club uh, with uh, our, the, the show's debut in Carlos Corberan's first ever press conference. It was his debut as manager. It was our debut as well. Our voice around the world is being heard at the club, at Olympiacos. And I know for a fact this show will do everything in its power to always represent everyone around the world, all Olympiacos fans at every press conference and in every way, shape or form. Incredible question, Costa, to kick things off. And I cannot tell you how honored I am to be uh, interacting with you boys. I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. You are the best ever journalists. There are not journalists that I know. Uh, as for the rest, like I have so many things to say. One minute is not enough. I'm just going to say what I said on my tweet. Uh, another poor result for Olympiacos at home. And this is everyone's fault. But Carlos Corberan, let the man work. He's only been with the team for three days and the team already looks slightly better. Let the man work. Yeah. No, I think there are some questions, of course, like coming into the chat. Um, you know, did we see any difference? I think he's asking that book. Do you see any difference between Martins and Corbrand tonight? I think it's too early to, to really have a good opinion about you know, whether one's better than the other. It's way too early. But what I will say is we need to take a step back here because this guy's come in on Tuesday. Tuesday he was announced. He had his first training session on Tuesday with the team. He'd done his homework. We understand. He knew who the players are on paper, what he has to work with. He got to work. And a list was submitted, not by him. There were players on that list, for example, Huang, new transfer, uh, Imbom Huang, who was on the list, but his car didn't come from Russia in time. So he was training. I think I think a lot of us expected to see him in the lineup today. Um, he had to change his plans. Then uh, Vasalko got injured, uh, Manolas out. So already a new manager coming into this job, you really don't envy the guy in terms of, asking him to come into this dressing room right now and and go out and get a result in front of a home crowd that, that got restless today. They got restless in the second half in particular. So I think it's important to just underline that context going into the game and how hard a job this man, this manager had today. But not only that, how hard a job this manager has going into the season it's august 5th and we still don't know how many of these players that are on the squad today are going to be on the squad come september time and how many changes need to be made up until then so that's what i wanted to kick us off with like the context going in and then in terms of the lineup itself like labra said i agree like it was the most orthological like common sense lineup that you could imagine he'd pick from the players that he had available when we signed pierre kunde last season i remember he was supposed to come in as a replacement for madi camara 
but we all said, oh, until we said, until we sell Madi, it's going to be great to see Mbila, Madi, and, and Pierre Kunde play in a, in a three in the middle. And we never really saw that last season, did we? We saw that today. Okay. I won't focus too much on that. Um, I'll pass over any, any, any reactions, guys? Any other thoughts, like? Yeah, I so I guess I'll start by um, saying, yeah, Carlos Corberan kind of is fucking real screwed. Like, it's, it's the worst, the worst job to come into in the world. Like, you have none of the players you want, none of the players you picked, no preseason, no training, nothing. Um, I, and I was telling Cosa this. It was a scenario I outlined. Um, in March when we went out or May, when we went out of the cup with Pauk, I said, if you keep Pedro Martins and he fails at the first leg, you're looking at a new coach with no preseason with a bloated squad. And I was like, fuck, well, it's deja vu here. But anyway, my first impression was the team started to play better. The passes were cleaner, but then we got to this first water break. And this is something that really stuck with me. And Carlos Corberan goes on his knees. Like he was a basketball coach coach like he was like uh Barzokas who was in the stadium tonight cheers to him for showing up and watching that garbage on vacation time <laughs> but um so he gets on a knee and he's planning things out and you look at the player's face and it's like like no one gives a shit they're just like there's no life no one's like come on guys let's fucking go let's go let's make some passes let's go it was it was like all of them had just been sucked drained. Like this was the least favorite thing they were doing all week. It was like they'd been assigned to mowing the lawn or something. They're like, fuck, I got to go mow the lawn again. You know, it's it's the worst day of the week. It's 30 degrees outside and I have to go mow the lawn, you know, or like I have to go shovel the snow in the winter storm. No one had any passion. And then the camera scrolls to Socrates and you go, why the fuck is this guy even here? Like he's 34 year old aging defender. Okay, he's played pretty well for Olympiacos. But bring us something, man. Like, be a leader. Pick this team up. Like, why are you even here? You're a Greek player. You know what Olympiacos means. And you're just a wet, the rest of them, like, dead bodies. Just dead bodies. It's just like this. And no one is picking them up. Corberan's telling tactics. But someone needs to say to them, come on, let's fucking go. Let's go. Let's, l- let's do something here. Even if... You're on Sunday league pitch, you know, like with some random guys and shit's not going well. You have to have someone who's like, okay, let's go. Socrates Papasathopoulos is at Olympiacos for what? For what, man? Like, come on. Like, let's see something. And not just to pick on him. Jan and Bia, I really like the guy, but come on. I know maybe he's not a leader either, but come on. Like, someone needs to yell at people, point things to do, get people moving. I don't know. It's that, that's my main point. My my main point is there's no leaders in the team. Um, it's just it, it's just a fucking shame. Like the team can suck. That's one thing. But even Masuras, man, like what the fuck are you doing here? Like how long have you been here and you can't even like? Did no one can pick the team up? Like everyone is just, you know what I mean? It's it's fucking rough. Anyway, that's my little rant. That's when it hit me. It's like, this is so much deeper than tactics and Carlos Coberan and figuring things out. Those bodies on the field are dead bodies. 
Like those are just dead bodies out there going through the motions. And there is no one motivating them. There, there's no one on the pitch who's – we have no captain. We have no one who cares. Like, I I don't know what to say. How have we reached this point? It's it's, it's a calamity. That's, Costa, that's do you want to react to that? Uh, yes. Uh, well, I mean, I would like to reiterate what we were saying last season when Olympiacos were eliminated by Pauk in the Cup. Uh, when we said that it's important, it'd be best if Martins left at the end of the season so a new manager can come in and have all the as much time as possible to prepare the team for the qualifiers. Because, I mean, it is so important for a manager to get a preseason with the players that he wants and build the team as quickly as possible. And it'd be such a great way to let Martins go on a high, like, here's your third title out of four years. Congratulations. Thank you for everything. Now, good luck with your future endeavors. Whereas he left, well, not as a loser, but he left on a, on a sour note. Uh, we did say in that show many times that this stunk of Hapoel Bersheva, this stunk of Ludo Goretz, we were proven right. I did say Maccabi Haifa were the favorites. I was invited to our friends over at the Maccabi Haifa podcast, and they looked at me like I'm a moron, but I was proven right. I did say Slovan Bratislava are the favorites, and I'll be honest, guys, I'm going to go on record. I think Slovan are going through. Uh but having said all that, Carlos Corberan only had two days to prepare a team for a, a very poor team, for a very important uh, Europa League qualifier. And they already looked slightly better. I mean, the passes were cleaner, like Labro said. There were shots on target. Olibiakos actually scored a goal and was a good goal. And there's so, you know what? This is a, a huge team that needs trimming, but there is quality in there. there it's so much better when you have to trim rather than when you have to bring in. And there are also transfers that didn't play. There was no Vrsalico, no AK-47, no Leidner, no Huang. Banolas was injured. That is, yeah, it's a lame excuse, but you got to bring that up. Having said all that, I feel like Olympiacos remind me a lot of the Ethniki uh, after Fernando Santos left in 2014, which is basically the same quality team that achieved great things, but it's so obvious it needs a restart. And what I mean by restart is there are players that simply cannot go on at Olympiacos anymore. I'm looking at Mati Kamara, I'm looking at Agibu Kamara, probably Tikinio, because I don't think they want to be there anymore. I think they don't even want also, to. Also, you want to hear a few names that probably should go too, and I'm going to be the first one is Socrates Manolas. For me, um, I disagree. That's about a discussion their... I think needs to be had. I don't know. Well, that. What did they come that, here for? A, Vacation? That's a complicated. Like, Manolas was like, good against Maccabi, both legs. Uh, at least in Greece, he but was he can't good. play. He can't play football. He gets injured every other week. It's what are we paying Abast, the guy for? Abastathopoulos is the kind of guy who could come in as an alternative. But yeah, but you do make a good point in terms of uh, of age. Uh, I feel like Olympiacos are making a, are doing a bulk in some way. Like they're playing too much into nostalgia. Yes, El Arabian. El Arabian Valbuena saved Olympiacos tonight, but you can't depend on two mid-30 guys to, uh, to bail you out. What Olympiacos really need, like really need, is a number 10, a winger, and a centre-back. Uh, but, but from then on, I have to say, guys, Corberan is a very good manager. He is a manager that wants to succeed at Olympiacos. He's hungry. He has that Marco Silva. He has that Leonardo Jardim. Uh, in him, he has the Pedro Martins thing in him. When he came in, he wants to succeed, make a name for himself. 
just let the man work. Even if this is a team that needs a restart, does that mean no no Europe this season? Does that mean no titles this season? Yeah, it sucks because Olympiacos are not that way. But if that means that this is going to help this team restart a legacy, restart an empire in Greece and in Europe, then so be it. Let the man work. No matter what you see in Slovakia, and I'm telling you right now, it's likely that Slovan are going through. It's likelier. Let the man work. Yeah. But like we say, we need a big rebuild, but then like we have to call it like we call it. Um, obviously, Manolas Socrates are not going to leave. And I know people say Manolas shouldn't leave. That's being harsh. But I don't get what the point is. When Olympiacos has been destroyed by Maccabi Haifa and is playing like for its fans, there's nothing, there's not even like an an inch of passion from the guy on the pitch. Like, it just seems like maybe, maybe that says it all. Like, we're relying on Mathieu Vabuena and Youssef El Arabi to basically keep this club afloat. They're the only thing keeping Olympiacos afloat these days. And Vachlik, maybe. Like Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying though. It. Like and I know it's it's just, that's what a a restart means that it's gonna be hard. The, 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 the adaptation, the transition is gonna be really, really hard. Uh yeah, it's easy to just say, you know, get rid of Manolas, but man, in my opinion, Manolas still has a lot to give. And Olympiacos don't have time. They need to bring they need to make the necessary changes now. They need to get rid of those that can that literally cannot go anymore, like Madie, like Mati Camara. And they yeah. need to bring the, the and they don't have they have enough they don't have enough mind they don't have enough time to let a player like Manolas go. No, I and understand. Just, if just let the guy work, I I understand what you say. There's and I'm not gonna say Manolas or Socrates can go right now. You look at the roster; they they literally cannot go. They physically cannot go. Like you look at the roster, so many other players need to go. But I just think, well. Like, these are the type of players you bring to Olympiacos. They're experienced. They're Greek. They have experience at the highest level. And you just want something a bit more from them, you know? Not just on the football pitch, but lifting up the rest of them and showing them this is what Olympiacos is. Maybe they do that when we don't see. But I don't know. Well, sorry, Costa. I am, I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking time away from you. But what I really want to see in the Corberan era which, you know, hasn't been seen in Greece since Bento. I'm, de- I'm going to dare say Bento. I want to see more Olympiacos B guys making the team, especially Greeks. Because I have to say, when Olympiacos were, were, drawn, were drawn with uh, Maccabi, I was thinking, are there any Olympiacos players who are Olympiacos at heart and watched Olympiacos get spanked by Maccabi Haifa in 2002 and thought to themselves, I want revenge this time around. I want to make up for that time back then, which was humiliating you need greeks in there you you said it you said it labro they need leaders in there they need players that love the team and want to succeed with this team a team that wants to go out there and so show some ego show some pride like yeah you spanked us in 2002 but now we want we want revenge someone wants to show something out there of course even i agree but even just a player like who's not even good like a maniatis or something like but just you know what just reminds these people of what Olympiacos is. 
because a lot of these people are like dead bodies out there. Just the player doesn't the player doesn't even have to be world class, you know. But the player just we need someone to lift the team. We have no leaders on the pitch. It's and I really recommend if some of you can, you go back to the first water break, cooling break, whatever they call it, and you watch the players as Corberan is like drawing up things like, hey, you can improve on this. And you look at them and no one's saying we can do this. Like, let's go. Like, listen to the coach. It is literally just dead bodies. That's how I would describe it. Dead bodies. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. Like, you bring in the winger, the bam. You bring in, I don't know, the the guy, the northern Macedonian guy who they want to sign from Levante. What are how are they gonna lift the team up? Like those aren't profiles. They talent-wise and play-wise, they will, but psychologically, the team is dead. The locker room's divided by the Portuguese, the French, the Greeks. That is clear to everyone who watch. Who is going to lift us up? You know what I mean? Who's going to lift us up? Like, and I don't see anyone in that locker room who can do it. So you're going to bring in a winger. You're going to bring a 10. You're going to bring Scarpa. But you need someone to lift the team up, you know? Like, where do you find someone like that? Because I think that's what really matters what really needs at this club but that's my opinion i think the good news is that we didn't lose tonight because <laughs> i mean there's a lot to talk about uh and the grinia would have been a lot more if we if we'd have lost but but you're right and we were we were talking about it during the games like where are the leaders not just this game it's been for a long time now we've been talking about el Abi and valbuena being two years older three years older how long can they keep saving us? How long can they keep pulling the gaslana from the from the fire, as they say in Greek? The snake out of the hole. Uh, I said it last season, guys. I'm going to say it again. Greek football is conference league level. And I'm going to drop this question into the poll in a minute. Because... The only way that I can see this season being some form of success is, first of all, the club itself. I wouldn't mind if they came out and tried to manage some expectations. Costa, you're, you're coming out. You're saying like that Slovan's going to knock us out next week. I feel maybe, like that's likely a scenario, yes. May, maybe that's a blessing in disguise. Because we're Olympiacos, we're always going to be going for the league to win it. Nobody, nobody will ever admit, like, oh, you know, it's going to be tough in the league this season. But looking at all the other teams, Panathinaikos, Aris, Balgar out of Europe, they're only going to have one thing to play for. We're going to have two. But this is with a new manager and a major clear out that's needed. Because the only way you can try and bring some harmony back to this dressing room is if you get people out and you bring new people in. Somebody made a comment about Semedo, about how he yeah. was the link, how he was the link in the dressing room. I'm sorry, but it's not the first time I hear that. Whatever we, I mean, whatever Semedo did off the pitch, he was that joker in the dressing room that was bringing the Greek corner closer to the French corner or, you know, bringing everyone together with his madness. I'm not saying I miss him or I want him in the dressing room. Good riddance. But the dressing room is not a happy place. 
the only way to change that is to get like i said get people out bring new people in i don't i don't see this coach bringing players up from the youth team doesn't need to take that risk maybe when he starts putting a base that's what he talked about in his press conference he talked about setting a foundation he talked about uh playing you know when we asked him the question at the press conference about the system that he wants to play he said very analytically like at Huddersfield I played with four shapes in, in offense and I played with three at the back but I'm coming into a job here where like in my first season at Huddersfield I have to lay a foundation I have to set a base so he's starting from scratch and and let, let's try and look at some positives today at least in the first half before that water break we saw some some movement off the ball that we hadn't seen we saw the ball going forward not laterally not from side to side there was some urgency and even from a tactical perspective i'm going to take ari's role now we saw what ari showed us on the last video jan and villa dropping in coming close to the center backs to, to play the pivot role so you start this is just two days after he's taken over we're one one we got a draw and now he's got another week to work he's got another week to work Slovan Bratislava were, sham were shambles yeah this is a team that we can beat next week and then start bringing in the new pieces the Huangs, the Leidners, the the ten that we're going to bring in, the winger. There's work to be done. I'm not all doom and gloom. I I, I do have a good feeling about this manager, but we need to be realistic about what our expectations are this year. Like, what do we want? Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. Um... It's just so painful, though. It, it's, it's again, so painful because you could just see it coming, you know? You could see it coming from miles away. And now we're in the place where it feels like we're back to square one where it's like we're going to have to do battle to win the league. Like the, the club's in shambles. This is the season we could be done. And it's just like, wow, that's, uh, that's right where we are. But I'm, I'm going to jump on something you were talking about, positives. I gave him a lot of shit, but Pipa, or what are they going by now? Avila, Avila, Avila is what Avila. they're him. That's what he calls himself. That's <laughs> not what the club doesn't want to call him that. Avia, I thought, had a very good game. Um, he did. I thought he played very well. Kunde, I saw a lot of people were upping him on social media. I thought he played well. I thought he was all right. I didn't think he was stunning but okay the guy hasn't played <laughs> hasn't played he, he was like locked in the basement of pedro martins and he's finally been uh let out so he was good the pressing the running was good um and also two other positives i take lazar angelovic is like it's not very good but olympiacos has no wingers right now masuras is not a natural winger he's not very good at it and he's been shit for a long time and he needs to go either on vacation or take, I don't know, the bench for a long time. But Lazar Angelovic offered wit to the team. He kept, he stayed along the line. He was trying to deliver a few crosses. God bless you. Good attempt. And also Gary Rodriguez, when he came on, was very good. Um, 
I think they're, they're your two wingers going into next week. Philip Sincronago, I think, has really struggled playing out on the wing. Yeah. Also, playing next to Oleg Reyevchuk, I think it's impossible to play as a winger when you turn and Oleg Reyevchuk's there and he like can't even dribble a football. It's, I I don't think like we haven't talked about that enough, but. Philip Sincronago has walked into a disaster of a locker room, disaster of a team, and has been like, solve our winger problems. Oh, and by the way, the person you're supposed to work with is fucking Oleg Rayabchuk, who can't even complete a pass. So I think let's stop being so harsh on freaking Philip Sincronago. I think he's playing out of position. He'd prefer to play on the right. He's also would prefer to play down the middle. And we're playing him down the left wing next to Oleg, who is useless, was again one of the worst players on the pitch again tonight. And before I finish this off, Mateo Valbuena, like, thank God you're you're at this club. Um, could play some um, play some decent balls in. And also Yusef El Arabi, that connection is going to, we're going to ride it into the ground. You know, this, if this club is going to make Europe this season, Mateo Valbuena and Yusef El Arabi are, are it. Guys, like, I I gotta say it. Well, def- Corberan definitely had a much better start at Olympiacos in Europe, at least than Ernesto Valverde back in two thousand and eight when he got when he got thrashed by a North Sea. That was much worse. You were so right, Costa. I mean, the 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 grinya, the moaning that would uh, the the atmosphere that would exist if Olympiacos had lost, that'd be really bad thank god for that the away goal doesn't exist that you know finally olympiacos can can take advantage of that that is really good that olympiacos actually managed to get the uh the draw this isn't uh, this if, isn't a joke huh? like they're, they're profit eager like i'm serious like it is good news that we didn't lose today no it and is like, all, yeah. all things it, considering all things it, considering yeah. yes 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 guys we're not happy we're not happy this is the situation though we're here we're here and we're still criticizing that's what gate seven international is all about it's all about making sure that the bar remains high even in successes, I've been in so many shows in this. I've been in so many episodes in this show where Olympiacos would have won, and still there'd be criticism. That's called productive criticism. That because when you love something or someone, you want to make sure that they that they maintain a high bar. Now back to what I was trying to say. Uh, this is a team that in just two days showed improvement. In a week, they might even show even more improvement. There might be more. Corberan's mentality, philosophy might be much more well uh, perceived. Uh, as for the rest, I really hope this summer works as, uh, as the final factor that persuades those in power in Greek football to finally start the season earlier, or at least have a competition or something. Pauk are out, they're gone. Panathinaikos and Aris are probably out as well, especially Panathinaikos. Olympiakos, well... They could make the conference because they got a couple of villages waiting for them uh, in the qualifiers. But still, you never know. The, the league needs to start earlier. It, yeah, it's hold, not good. It's not hold, good that the league starts so late. Hold, hold that thought because we don't even know if the league's going to start. What is it on the twentieth of August? Because there are I know that between Epo and and Super League yet again. Um, but 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 you're right. But but okay, if we start talking about Epo, we're we're never gonna 
whenever gonna. Whenever. I know Sile, the bar is very high at Olympiakos, actually. This is a Greek team that has been winning the league almost every year and has been making it past the group stages of European competition. competition. 13 out of 12 attempts, if I'm not mistaken. A Greek team with a Greek budget. The bar is high. It is high and it needs to remain high. I, I Sorry, Costa. I just want to bring attention to this comment, a good comment from Tas Papas. says, Marinagi needs to guarantee Corberan two years and start giving our youth and or recruited talented Greeks a decent opportunity in the first team. These players bleed for the jersey. It's a, something we were talking about today on this show. Now, they took this decision to bring in Corberan. They need to support him. That doesn't mean for me that they guarantee him two years. To me, the guarantee should be that they give him what he wants now in the transfer market. They need to listen to him. He's like, this is what, this is what we need. This is what I want to show you on the pitch, to show you what I can do. That's the backing that he needs. He needs the backing now. What's the point guaranteeing two years? Give him what he needs. Give it to him now. Okay. And the other point about the Greeks, I've made this point many a time on this show. This club should have as an objective every year to produce two players from the youth team, to integrate two players from the youth team into the squad and slowly, slowly into the starting eleven. Honestly, honestly, guys, in 2022, with the state of the Greek league, with the state of the economy, not just in Greece, but all over the world, we still haven't understood what the Scandinavians have done. They develop youth. They don't buy average foreign players that take positions of Greek players. Greek players have a mentality problem. I'm going to say that to be fair and say everything. They have a mentality problem. Too much going out in Glifada and too, too much partying with the ladies. And they're not keen on going out on loan abroad. They want to stay in Greece. Yeah. Unless you're with very few exceptions. So it's not only about like, yeah, play Greek players, but the Greek players also need to turn that switch on, change their mentality a little bit. Something to bear in mind. We, we, we know some of this from, from the inside. Uh, guys, We've been going about 35 no, minutes. No, just one, la one last little point. No. This is not about nationality, this, this, no. this whole discussion. Yes, it's always important to bring the best player possible, but the mentality. Like a non-Greek won't come in thinking, I want to avenge that Maccabi loss in 2002. A Greek player will. An a young Olympiakos player who, who's going to put the jersey on for that match against Maccabi will want to say, you know what, that Ayek Benny guy who scored a hat-trick, I'm going to score a hat-trick tonight and make it square for Olympiacos. Yeah. yeah. You're right, Costa. Um, yeah, but you don't have any, uh, like, like if you're bringing these kids through and then, I don't know, who are the leaders for them to look up to now? Like, people who well, come... they start themselves. They start themselves. Yeah, no, but they, they need some 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 idols i guess to to help them go through and it seems like i don't know avram papadopoulos who played a huge role in the whole preseason played almost every single game has now been moved to the backroom staff um 
Toro Civis, the club has said, is probably going to be let go. Um, I I don't know what to say. Like maybe, I I, I don't know. I, I I don't know what to say about the young. The the thing is, this year is a wash. There's no young player ever going to walk through the door in this season. Like, let's be real. That's no, because we like, all the ones with potential that could actually play in the first team they're gone on loan. Bagalian is left. Uh, Surlis is out in, in, in Holland. Uh, a, a book mentioned Binakas. Okay, I, I thought Binakas could be third striker this season. I don't see why not. I don't see why Binakas shouldn't be the third striker in the team. Anyway, those are decisions of the old manager. We have to live with them. And Carlos Corberan has inherited his team. This is uh, Martins' team. This is not his team. And he's not just going to walk in like all of a sudden and throw Oleg Rabchuk out. Some people picking on Oleg. It's like, yeah, I get it. I'm fed up as well. I'm fed up as well. Don't know, I don't know why Zinkanagel played on the left today. I don't know why Zinkanagel was playing on the left under Martins. If you go on transfer marks, they show you out of all the appearances they've made, where they've played most. You go on to Philip Zinkanago and Transfermarkt, right wing. The circle's like that big. Yeah, it's a big circle. And then centre mid, it's a little bit smaller. And then left wing, it's like that. Why is he playing there? I don't understand. Let's see next week as well what the coach, what changes the coach makes next week. He's got a week to work. He's he's, he's got a longer time to go to the next week than he had to prepare for this. He literally came exactly. Monday night. Who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, I'm not going to get started on that. He came Monday night, trained the team Monday. He had Tuesday, Wednesday. Here we go. Game day. Like, what, what do you expect the guy to do? I'm not hopeful, and I'm definitely not too hopeful. I just say, Slovan Bratislava are the likeliest to go through. I just said Olympiakos might not win a title this season. I just said Olympiakos might not even get to Europe this season. All I'm saying is the headline of everything I'm going to say today is let the man work. No matter how bad the season is, we Olympiakos have a really good manager who wants to succeed. Who He took a bunch of nobodies in, in, in the championship in England which is 10 times better than the Greek Super League, and almost took them to the Premier League. He finished them third. He made it to the playoff final. I'm not hopeful, and I'm definitely not too hopeful. Just let the man work. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And I guess, uh, sorry, I want to address this comment as well. Um, Bob was not a gamer, says, uh, this point about Marinakis investing more money in Nottingham Forest is given over 100 million. Guys, Nottingham Forest got an 150 million pounds TV revenue when they went up to the Premier League. Marinagis isn't investing out of pocket the transfers he's making. He's investing the money that he got from TV revenues in transfers. Let, let's not let's not do this. Let's not do this comparison of Nottingham Forest on Olympiacos. There's no point. There's no point. We play in our world, predominantly Greek. They play in the best league in the world. Yeah. With different media, commerce, mentality, everything. 
it's a completely different ball game. And and the one thing I will admit, because some people are going to start, yeah, Nottingham Forest is the big is the big fish now. We're a little we're, we're a little bit smaller because they're playing in the big leagues. They're playing in the Premier League. He wants to keep them up. He wants to keep them up. It's normal. If you had a business, you'd probably be doing the same. Anyway, side note. Just don't I don't think this comparing us to what you know that the the owner is doing in Nottingham and what the owner's doing here, I don't think it's really a helpful conversation. No, you're absolutely right, Costa. Absolutely right. Nail on the head. Nail on but the it's head. More sh- it's more so that he's invested in Olympiacos, but the investments have been shit because you've trusted the wrong people and they brought you a bloated, shitty squad. I wonder why that person left this summer. Godspeed. Um, that's, that's real, the more problem. He needs to set up and rebuild a backroom staff that can be trusted, that uses data, that's driven by analytics, not by agent relationships and relationships in Saudi Arabia and Turkey. It's time to, like like the signings of Huang and Leidner, these were signings made by data, like data analysts. Yeah, they, These players are like on the high end of our budget level for data analytics. So that's my, yeah, Manos' opinion is the same as mine. We need to invest, we need to invest the right way. So I think the truth is somewhere in the middle because you can't get far in this business if you don't have the relationships with those kinds of people, but you can't yeah, be yeah. reliant on them 100%. The fact of the matter is, is that with the previous setup, I won't name names anymore. Well, fuck it, I will. When Modesto was here, it was all about his relationships and his, his circle. Now, a lot of you are asking who's making the transfers now. The scouting department's doing their work and they're proposing to the board, to the manager. That's what's happening now. And like Labro said, these types of players, like the Juans, the Leitners, this is data-driven scouting in action. Haven't seen it on the pitch yet. I can't wait. That's one thing that kind of excites me a little bit about this team this year is that there are a couple of those hopefully gems coming into the team but we won't see them until the next round yeah but you have it here you have it here like there was there's been bad investments that haven't turned out like i some of these i don't agree with like to be honest kunde was barely any money takino came for free oleg came for barely any money but onyakuru Pepe, like let's call it spade a spade, Lovera, Soldano. Like, let's be honest, a lot of the, those players came for good money and they haven't produced anything. And a lot of the costs have gone to this a strategy kind of was taken. Let's approach free agents and give them big contracts, right? There was this period of sort of let's not pay transfer fees like Gary Rodriguez, like how he came, like, let's give him a contract. Let's try Jan and Via. We didn't pay him. We just gave him a big contract. You know what I mean? Yusuf El Arabi, give him a big contract. He'll come. Matia Vabuena, give him a big contract and he'll come. Socrates, give him a big contract. and he'll... So it was a lot of this was the strategy. But now you look, you do that so often. You look at your roster and you look and... 
a lot of those players that are available on a free contract tend to be older, right? Like 22 year olds usually aren't available on a free contract. So you look at your roster, then you go 31, 32, 35, 37, 33, 34, because they came on free contract. But when they come on free contract too, they know they're on a free contract. They know you didn't pay for me. Give me a bit more in the signing bonus. Give me a bit more in the salary. And now you're looking at Olympiacos roster and the salaries are gigantic because all these people came for free on free transfers, but they have massive contracts and they're not sellable contracts. That's I've been preaching. I've been like yelling this from the mountains for months now. This is the biggest problem at the club. You give away these free contracts, which work for a few fill-in positions, but it, it it's tough. It's tough. Have we done the rounds? Shall we open the lines? You know what? I am going to open the lines. Uh, for those of you that are new on the show, we do this from time to time. I'm going to drop the link in the chat. If some of you feel like coming, sharing your thoughts with us live on the show, the link is there. I just dropped it in the chat. Feel free to join us. We're going to be going a little bit longer. At this point as well, I would like to ask that you do please like. If you like our content, subscribe. It's been a milestone week for us. Uh, I want to thank you again from the bottom of my heart. I speak for everyone, I think, that, um, yeah, it's been an amazing week culminating in that press conference yesterday. Uh, and some of you are congratulating me for the question that I posed. But that's not my question, guys. Um, I should inform you that we all sit together and we decide and draft the questions together for those press conferences and and we won't just go to press conferences to ask any question we'll go to press conferences and ask real questions that's something that will that we do promise you so don't expect us to go into a press conference and ask the manager about the weather or uh, you know why he came to olibiacos so uh so yeah guys i i'm not taking the credit for yesterday the credits to everyone and the credits to you guys also as well who helped us reach uh reach to where we are and give us the belief and the strength and motivation to keep this going. So that's my, that's my heartfelt thanks to you. Um, hit that like button. That will help us to get out to more Olympiacos fans around the world that still haven't discovered this show. Lots of new people coming in, lots of new people discovering the channel for the first time. Please keep it up. Please keep showing the love doesn't cost you anything to hit that like button hit subscribe tell your friends and thank you to our sponsor bet us as well if you're a betting man go to betus.com.pa you get a 125 percent boost on your deposit with the code gate 7 intl it's there on the screen now for those of you that fancy doing a bit of betting um and with that should we go through some comments, guys? Is there is there something else that you guys want to? No, I, touch on? I I think I'd be down to go through the comments. I would just say, um, let's have a look at the comments. I just I I can't believe we're in this situation. Like I just can't. 
I just yeah, but they can get out of it though. Now, I know, I know, but it. I just can't believe it because we saw it from my like it, it. You saw it from miles away, and now we're living it, and you're just like, for fuck's sake, why didn't we do anything? You know, like why nah, didn't bro. we do anything? You know, nah, I, it's just so frustrating. You know. Now, nah, bro, how old were you in 2010? 2010. What am I? I was 12 years old. 12 years old. Well, in 2010, Olympiacos were eliminated by Maccabi Tel Aviv in the uh, third round of the Europa League. Then it was still called the UEFA Cup. Oh, no, it was Europa League. And uh, in the previous season, Olympiacos had finished fifth in the Greek League, which was like super duper humiliating. They hadn't won anything. And then they were eliminated by Maccabi Tel Aviv, so no Europe. And Marnakis brought Valverde back. And in less than a month, well, he basically turned things around. He had Miralas on the group, in, on the team, Ibagasa, Avram and Melberg uh, at center back, Torosidis and Jolevas at fullbacks. So, yeah, it does turn around. Like, I do want to remind Olympiacos fans, especially the young ones, Olympiacos have been worse shit than this. Back then in 2010, after finishing fifth, and back then Panathinaikos, Ike and Pauk were strong. They were strong, especially Panathinaikos. Zibril Sisse, Kostas Katsuranis, Salpigidis, uh, Ninis, Karagunis, Zilberto Silva, strong team. The Greek Olympiakos' rivals in Greece are terrible right now. Back then, Olympiakos were thinking they won't win the league for they're, they're gonna go down uh, in this, they're gonna have the, the second Petrina Hronia. I don't know how you pray, how you translate it in Greek, in English, sorry. Now Olympiakos' opponents are still shit, so the chances of Olympiakos winning the league and turning this around are greater than was in 2010. Yeah, I know, but I, as younger fans, I think we just see the the league as um, sort of like the league should be Olympiakos' preparing ground and stepping ground to make a step into Europe. And it just feels like we're returning back down to the level of being a Greek team where Olympiakos should be hopefully a European team aspiring for more than Greek football. But right now, we need to go back to focusing on Greek, on on basically making sure we don't lose the whole thing. You know, like the, the cards don't crumble completely and we we lose the league, we lose the cup, we we turn to disaster like the Beznikasi year, you know, which I don't know. You know, I just, we're, we're talking about the future and stuff and I just put a question in into the poll. Guys, if you can go and put your vote down, the question it's a fairly simple, open-ended question. Or not sorry, not open-ended question. Yes or no question. Um, would you be okay with Olympiacos playing Europa Conference League football this season? Um, I'm not asking the question, do you prefer this or the other? I said, would you be okay with us dropping down to Conference League football this season? Uh, it's something I mentioned earlier. Go and vote. I'm very curious to get get the get the finger on the pulse there from the fans on that on that question uh, I'll, I'll ask i'll ask you guys as well like costa what, what i think i know what your answer is i mean you saying we're going out next week but but you'd be okay with that or not first off i'd like to answer to sale or sile i'm not sure how to pronounce his username and please do correct me on the comment section uh do i believe our current squad can win the league I believe Olympiacos can be the best of the worst this season again. And my best on what I'm seeing on the other by uh, Olympiacos rivals in Europe, yes, I could see Olympiacos at least being the best of the worst. 
but I'm going to say this again. Let the man work. Carlos Corberan is a very capable manager. He's only been with the club for three days. Let him work. Give him a few months. I'm confident he could turn something around. As for your question, Costa, I wouldn't be okay because Olympiacos are at least a Europa League team. But if they make it to the conference, Olympiacos need to show something. They need to show an intent. And that, in, like, let me, let me put it this way Olympiacos are the kind of team that if they're in the Champions League, they should push for the last 16. If they're in the Europa League, they should push for at least the record, which is quarterfinals. If they are in the conference, they should pu- push to win the fucking thing. Now, all things considered, this, I mean, the team is not well right now, not well at all, but it has quality. There is quality in this team. There are names. There are players that can do this. There is capital in this team. There is a good manager. All things considered, it'd be much better if Olympiacos were in the conference than if they weren't in Europe at all. But if they get into the conference, Corbera needs to put the work, needs to put the work that is needed so that Olympiacos can go far in the conference. That, I think, I guess that's my answer. Labro. Yeah, I obviously, I don't know. I, I don't love the conference league, but I look at our group from last year and I think we finished dead last with the team and situation we're in now. We go into Europa League. And also we need to mention the Europa League's over by, what is it, like first week of November or something with the World Cup. Like they try to, like it's going to be cramped in. Like you don't have more time, like two, three weeks between fixtures. If, if I got that right, I think that's how I understand it. So it's going to be strange. It, so you have like, let's be real here. It's August fifth right now. You have two to three months basically to get the team ready and to qualify to the Europa League and then perform in the Europa League. It's it's a tall order, man. With what we just saw. Um, you're what, on mute, pal. You're on mute, Costa. What? As... Old habits die hard. We have a guest waiting to join us. Oh. Okay. I'm going to bring him in. Hi, Vasily. Hi, hey, Vasily. Hey there. How are you doing? Yeah. Good, good. Nice to meet you. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Detroit, Michigan. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. There we go. Fantastic. Yeah. Did you um, watch the game today? Yeah, I watched most of it. Um, I was actually, my first Olympiacos game ever was against Maccabi Haifa, at least in person, the uh, 4-0. So that was an experience. Don't go back. Don't go back. (laughs) Oh, man. That's like the worst. That's the worst (laughs) first experience you could ever have. Could you? Oh, my God. That's I have have, like my family. Like my my dad's obviously a huge fan, but like my mom and like my two sisters are there. I'm like, guys, it's going to be crazy. I like. I'm like hyping them up and then four nil and we're right like next to the Maccabi Haifa fans and Madanakis is behind us and everyone like the third goal goes in, everyone stands up and like starts yelling at him in Greek, like like what did you do to us? It was it was kind of surreal. So it was an experience, just not the one I was ready for. Yeah. Oh well, man, since you were there last week, what did you think of the game? today you saw like what do you think i i just agree with you guys there's no passion it's like it's so upsetting watching it and just no one seems to care and i just 
don't know how we change that. Like you said, like we need to bring in a player, bring up players, but I don't know who we'd bring into the squad that would lift people up. I don't know. I just don't know how we would do it. I don't know if we need to take some losses and like have that motivate the players, but obviously that's not what we want. So I don't know. I think a big key is motivation and we're just struggling to find it. What what positions do you think we need to bring players into? I think we need if well, I don't know what formation we're running, but say we're running the uh four three three. I think bringing in an actual center attacking mid would be huge. I think that would allow us to play the ball, like, and also getting the number uh, nine, someone other than Dikino or El Arabi. I think El Arabi's done, personally, or at least close to it, one season max. But I think if we're able to get a center attacking mid and a striker that are able to, like, string a few passes together, like get a an actual attack rather than just kicking it forward and hoping for the best. I think that's what we really need. What did you make of Pedro Martinez's uh, dismissal? Um, definitely necessary. The only problem was we did it too late. We did it yeah. really too late. So I don't know if you guys, I liked Pedro Martins. Obviously yeah. I haven't liked him for a while, but during the glory days, it was, I mean, I loved watching his team play. But since we didn't fire him after the Pauk loss or let him go, we kept on, like, we hung on for him to, for too long, and now we just threw in uh, Cobran and just expect him to, I don't know. It's just a bad time to replace a manager. Yeah. They did yeah. a Pauk, basically. I mean, what I was saying was that uh, Pauk were, had a very, were very soft when it came to uh, nostalgia with the, the Vierinias, the Crespos, the Varelas, the El Caduris, the, uh, the Pelcases, the Limnoses. Olympiacos are doing the same thing with the El Arabis, the Valbuenas, the Avrams. The... Yeah, that's how I feel about that as well. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, obviously, he needed to go. It's just really unfortunate the time he left. <laughs> Ella Detroit, have you ever heard that? <laughs> Oh uh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, I I kind of, yeah, I, I kind of agree with a lot of that. How co obviously that's been my whole shtick about the Pau Colossus. I came out. What did I say? Of course, I was so pissed. I remember I came out after the Pau Colossus and I was like, "You should fucking resign tonight. It's fucking disgrace." But I was so mad. I was so 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 <laughs> mad because I I how many Pedro Martins fluffed the cup twice? You know, it was just so so bad but costa brought up this comment and it's, i think it was in greek basically uh the same team last yeah. season from basically destroyed this slovan bratislava team with three goals they they had yeah. the same coach too and it just shows that the team is missing um psychologically so much and i think someone a while ago asked me um like who do you bring in to change the psychology of the team yeah Fuck, man! I don't know. I don't know. That's I asked the question, but I don't think there's really. Okay, I'll give you one name: Luka Milivojevic. Maybe I don't He's know. An advanced stage as well. Pal. Exactly, but like you're you're going down the list. Like, like who's gonna do the job? Like, even you look. Okay, this is a bit mean. You look at the Greek national team and like the leaders in the team. The leaders in the Greek national team right now are Tasos Bakasetas, okay, not coming. 
not coming. Right? But you look at the okay, so you want a Greek player, you want a Greek player, you want a player who loves Olympiakos. Like, is that player there? If Socrates and Manolas don't do it, then where are you gonna find it? I don't know. Maybe Paniotti or Etzos. I know he's in Italy now and he suffered all those injuries, but yeah. he's he's coming back to Greece, they say, and he's gonna play for Asteras Tripoli. So Oh really? I I, I really I, I really love that player when he was breaking through, but like he's like if Gary Rodriguez is made of glass, then I don't know like what I can say about Banos Letos. With all due respect, like I really, I really loved him as a player. Like when when we sold him, he was brilliant. He was one of the biggest prospects come to come out of our academy in, in a long time. But he's just made of glass. It's unfortunate. I want to ask Vasily, mm-hmm. what do you want? What do you expect slash want from Corberan this season? This season? Yeah, this coming season. Um, I wanted him to find like a team identity. Like I want him to stick to a plan and like, let's see how it works. I mean, obviously we want to play in Europe. We want to win the league, but at least I want to see some kind of team identity and like players like start caring and start actually performing and like playing uh, football. That's, Let's say that's, go, that's, go ahead, go. I'm just gonna say like that's the purest thing that you're gonna hear tonight. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Identity and players that care. Basics. And you know what what we're gonna need a lot of this season, besides players, patience. That's what I was about to ask Vasily. Vasily. Let's say Olbiakos don't make it to Europe. Let's say Slovan eliminate and then those villages eliminate Olbiakos. Let's say Olbiakos don't win anything this coming season, but Corberan gets that identity. Do you still want him in the team for next season? Once we have the identity and the passion and next season, uh, it goes poorly. Maybe it's time for him to leave. But I think, uh, like Costa said, patience is there you what go. need. But obviously it would be be very difficult to be an Olympiacos fan and not have any kind of Europe. Yeah. Be out of Guy, Europe. Guys, yes yes or no question. Like, and, and I know it's super early, but did you guys see some of the identity today? I'm going to say yes. Yeah, there were moments, yeah. And you saw him as a coach too. He realized, like, you saw it on the sideline. He was up, directing, yelling. And I don't think that's normal. I think it's just like he's been with these guys for two days and he's trying to you, – you saw it. He had wake the mission. He was, he was trying so hard, like, to wake them up. Yeah, of course, that's exactly right. And just – it's brilliant. Like, you need something like that because on the pitch, there's no leaders. There's no leaders at Olympiacos Football Club anymore. And if there are, they're they're tragic. They're tragic leaders. I don't even want to say we have a leader on the pitch anymore. So I agree. I'd say I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to bring up something Ari said about Huddersfield. How the players came together, like on the pitch, there was the positioning was close, and it allowed for some triangles. We didn't see triangles, but the players were close. Whereas with Martins, with the Maccabi team, I would see a player getting the ball, and then no one would be around that player. Yeah. Whereas now with Corberan, I'm seeing something. 
the guy only worked for two days and the team already looks slightly better slightly but it already looks better after two games yeah. and slovan is the best team in slovakia yes it's slovakia but in the slovakian <laughs> league but I mean, uh costa you're exactly team. right there was there was shape um there was shape in the team you know I, that that game against Maccabi last week, there was no shape. Like people were just going wherever they wanted. Blah, 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 blah. Like at least um, you could see the lines, you could see the formation, you could see the plan, and the players were following it. So that, that's that's great to hear. It's good. It's great to hear. It's great to see. It's great to see. Vasily, what about you? You see some identity in today in today's performance. Yeah, it was nice seeing uh, Kobaran on animated on the sideline. I feel like I haven't seen a coach like that at Olympiacos really getting after the players. And I don't know if that's because he's only been here for two days and he just wanted to get his message across and like let the players know like what he wanted them to do since he hasn't really had time and training to do it. But yeah. It was definitely nice seeing him animated on the sideline. And when, especially seeing like Envia spraying the balls, like I know, like we saw that before, but after hearing Ari's description of the the tactics and then actually seeing Envia do it, it was really, it was really cool. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, and Labra and I were watching the game together and uh, we made exact, that exact point. John Tabukas, 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 I have no idea Tabukas. how you. Tabukas. Tabukas. I don't know. Maybe the guy's surname is actually Tabukas. Well, like Tabukas. Like, I have no idea. Uh, good morning to you in Melbourne, bright and early. I don't know if you're working, mate, or I don't know if you're lazing around, putting the barbecue on, like waiting for the kids to wake up. My kids are probably up. Keep up the great work, says John Tabukas, our friend from Australia. Thank you very much for your kind Thanks. donation. Uh, Vasily. Thank you. Vasily, thanks for joining us, mate. Um, nice to meet you, Vasily. Nice, nice to meet you. you. Nice hope, meet. hope to see you on another on another live. Yeah, yeah for sure. Thank you, guys. Hello, Thank hello, you, guys. Cheers, um, one. Yeah, what was I going to say? I, I was I think I was going to say something about leaders, but I can't Some remember. Guys, what we're missing says yeah uh, there you go maybe maybe we're there's our leader maybe john was is our is the leader we're looking you know for. But, you, you know this is a very good one um someone like Akistov did this in Madrid. Uh, why okay. do you why do you go and raise these memories my friends legends what a player that was there's only one player in the history of ethniki that was ever underestimated by otto rechagel only one and that is Aiki Stoltidis. No one else. No one else. What I, I want to pose this question to you guys because I've been going on and on about this. Who are the leaders in the back room of Olympiacos on the pitch and also... And, and what does it say to you that this shit show of a locker room has occurred with these players, quote-unquote, as leaders? Like... I want to pose, do we need new leaders at Olympiacos, both in the backroom staff and on the pitch? I don't know, Valbuena. I mean, do you remember what he did in the, the Fiesta two years ago, a year ago, when yeah. he was being so animated? I don't know, maybe, Val, I, think, I feel like Valbuena might be vocal. He might be a leader. He, he comes across as that with his experience and his class and his character. He can't, the, the thing is, like, he came on even today. And you could see that he was like levels above everybody else on the pitch. 
but that's for like a limited amount of time that he can play. You can't Impact rely player. on him. Impact yeah, player. yeah, yeah. But but even like he it's can't again, be your main a, leader as an impact player. Can't. At Thirty-eight. Yeah, you can't like. You, you need someone who's going to be on that pitch week in, week out. You know, you can't rely on him. He's going to get injured next week. Labra and I were discussing that. Do you start him next week? You need something. And you know what? Like, I don't know if Stell's watching today, but I remember doing an interview with Stell, our friend that does, he runs the Omonia podcast at No Choftes. And we talked to him a couple of years ago and he asked us, this was not the beginning of last season, the season before last, who are your leaders? And I stopped for a minute and was like, you know, Valbuena and El Arabi, basically. But again, like, I don't, like, what do they, maybe, maybe Valbuena, he feels like the passion with Olympiacos more. Um, he's very animated, as you say, but it's a shame, man. There are no leaders. And, I mean, Labra, you're opening up a big topic there about the backroom, but I'm not sure I've said this. I don't this. get what's happening in the backroom, though, with Torosidis maybe he's leaving, and then I I don't get what's going on in the backroom. I'm, like, was Torosidis to be blamed? Is that why he's leaving from Maccabi Haifa? I don't get it, really. I don't get why he's leaving. And Avram was now moved to the backroom as well. I don't get it. Like, Avram played in the preseason and played for a 37 year old pretty well in the preseason. I expected him to be a rotation player on the team. And then randomly he turns into the, I, I, I don't get what's going on there. It's just. Nikos Kukos thinks Manolas can be a leader. If Manolas can keep fit and play more than three games in a row. Yeah. Why not? I give him, I give him credit for the fact that he's the only one that had the balls to step up and speak to the camera after losing 4-0 and getting humiliated at home. I give yeah, him but that. We didn't see that with the ethnic I'm not holding my breath with uh, Olympiacos. Also from Nick in New York. Uh, he says, greetings from New York. Thank you and rock on. Thank you, Nick, for your donation. Thanks, Nick. It means a lot. Slowly but surely, I hope these donations, this is my goal for the donations, can turn into our T-shirts, like we're going to make some T-shirts and some merch. Nice, soon. nice, lovely. Uh, that's the idea that we're we're slowly starting to figure it out, you know, for and make it a cool T-shirt and well-made, you know. You don't want those, like, shitty, scratchy T-shirts. We want, like, if you buy our T-shirt, it's going to be nice, you know. So it's been a goal of ours. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can we can figure that out. Thank you, Nick. Greetings to you. Greetings to the lovely New York. I've visited twice, and I cannot wait to come uh, to come back. Yeah, greetings all of our our followers in New York, Astoria, New York. Big up as well, the Greek community yeah, there. Big up, big up. Some love yeah. to Brooklyn too. Brooklyn all of too. It, yeah. All of New York. All <laughs> of it, yeah, New I, York. I spent a lot of time in New York as well. So yeah, Midtown. Big up Midtown. Not I used Midtown. To live in, Fuck Midtown. I used to man. live in. I used to live in Midtown. Who in lives Midtown? in Midtown? It's like the worst place. I know. I know. Anyway. I live in Midtown. Okay, there you go. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Con but... Concrete. Anyway, uh, that's a nice comment, Manos. Barzoka should get in the dressing room today and start yelling. Cristo para years. Cristo para years is what they no. need in the dressing room. When Carlos Coberan went on the knee and was drawing up the play, I was like, I thought Barzokas was gonna come up like behind his shoulder, and be like, no, 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 just. 
that's a set play, you know, like let's go uh, this from the timeout. It was like, but yeah. Um, I got a question. Yeah, I don't know. That, like, I'm really confused about like who's taking the the leadership role, and the leadership roles come in different ways, you know. Um, let's see. This, this, this is a nice comment from Apostoli Seven. It says. To him, Olympiacos fans have patience as long as they're seeing a healthy attacking team with clear identity. See Pedro season one. A lot of people were calling for Pedro's head after Lamia. Personally, uh, yeah, I was one of those people that saw something happening in the first season. So, yeah, we ate it from Lamia. Fortuna's missed the penalty. Uh, but then, then we saw what we saw in the second season. But also, Costa, I will say the bar is so low right now. If there's just... Nere, we were There's, getting excited because we were making forward passes and taking no, shots today. So, we like, like if, oh, God, this is amazing. Like, I think even more this season, there's even more room for patience because people see what a disaster it is. So, it's just if there's simple signs of life, you know, like there's a pulse, they're like, oh, are they are they breathing still? Like, people will have patience. They will, okay. One thing I will say, though, is if we get knocked out by the team in Kazakhstan, we go to Conference League qualifiers, I think Corbran gets fired. <laughs> so the patience goes out the window. But we're not even going to touch that yet. We're not even going to touch that yet. Um, no. One yeah. step at a time. One we'll be here. Time. You're absolutely we'll be right, Olympiacos also didn't score in Season 1. Like It was impossible for Olympiacos yeah, to score. No. The derbies we couldn't score to save our life. Yeah. It was attacking, but no goal. Anywho, I mean, it's only been two days. Olympiacos already look slightly better. So there you go. Yeah. And for next week, like, let's let's project into next week. Let's, I, I guess, like, maybe we should start wrapping up. It's almost, it's very late in Greece. For Costa, it's very late here in Brussels for us. Um, projecting into next week, what do you guys want to see? Like, what lineup do you, after seeing the team play tonight, what, what type of lineup, what type of tactic would you want to see? That's a good question. Good question. Costi, do you want to do you want to type that first? Straight in. Go. It's a very difficult question because the man by next week will have had uh, just basically a week to prepare for this match. I would like to see more of what Corberan wants to do. I'd like to see more of what he did with Huddersfield in there. I'd like to see more of his tactics. It would be good to see an attacking an attacking team. But in this situation, Olympiacos, it's so early and Corberan has been, has been, hasn't, hasn't been with Olympiacos that long. So it's all about results-based right now. Right now, Olympiacos are not too fast. Yorostan, I like he said that. And he was absolutely right. Uh, and, uh, I like he said that. Olympiacos don't really care about what's happening on the pitch. They care about the results. So if you ask me about what is the one thing I want, I just want to see Olympiacos going through, no matter how, no matter what, no matter how it's done. Kicking and screaming, if it looks like shit, just do it. Just go through. Just, I trust Corberan. I trust, I trust his talent and his experience. At the end of the day, I just want to see them going through. Even if it looks like shit, just let them go through. That's it, really. It's too early. The situation is that. I cannot expect Olympiacos Olibia, Valverde next week. Just go through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, for me, I was thinking this during the during the Maccabi games even. I thought that Lazar Adjelovic could have a role to play. In a sense that, yes, he's not... <laughs> he's far from great. 
but he gives you something that the other wingers, <laughs> the other wingers don't give you, which is width. He'll hug the line and he'll be aggressive and he'll run at people and he'll run into space if we have space to exploit on a counter. People can pick him out. He's hard to catch once he's in front of you. He's pretty decent actually dribbling the ball, if anything. Crosses, not great. Decision-making hasn't improved. But by God, he is a winger. And Gary Rodriguez. Gary Rodriguez came on, my word. Within the first minute, he gets the ball on the left-hand side, just knocks it over, knock, controls it with his left, sprays the ball out into just in front of him and hits a curler and misses by a few inches. I want to see Rodriguez and Rajelovic next week. I'm not going to lie. Right, on the wings. That's a nice take. That's a nice take. Um, yeah. uh, and, and Jan playing that role that he played today. I thought Pierre Kunde had a decent game. De decent is relative to the situation. And um, Madi Kamara, I don't know. I think he... I don't agree with the booze. I generally don't agree with booing. Like, I don't think you gain anything from it. I understand yeah. the frustration, but I don't, I don't, um, I don't condone it. So, I don't know if he plays next week after that performance. Does he go with a four-two-three-one and play Zinkanago at the ten finally, or Valbuena? I don't know. That's unlikely. But, but there's, I, I, I kind of have a feeling that. It was good that we played the first game at home because could you imagine the pressure coming back from Slovakia to try and get a result in the second leg at Karajskaki? Maybe it was better like this, actually. Maybe you, you think yeah. it's just like England from, uh, from the Euros where they played, they played their best game away from Wembley when they destroyed Ukraine in Italy. Yeah, like if you're getting whistled and booed, maybe it's better to play away from. Well, the result in Macabre, against Maccabi was better on the road than it was at home. Guys, mita vafmola mavra, and I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying like Carlos Corberan's not a man with a magic wand that's come in and going to change everything overnight. That's why we've been talking about being patient. Yeah, but if we go to Bratislava next week and we do manage, even if it's like through through the skin of our teeth to get to the next to the next qualifying round to the playoffs we're playing against that bolon probably and we've talked to some of our Cypriot friends and we even know some people who know players on the team they're not well prepared they lost 4-0 the other day well so did someone else but yeah. i know what you mean okay. i know what you mean i know what you mean but, but, but we're i'm trying to be objective but we're, but we're not playing against like you know some mass you know some big club like to get into the group stages we're playing against a team that's pretty much going to be on the same level as us it's to, to take your point costa we lost four nil to Maccabi. they just lost four nil to them as well so it's a good draw and it helps to keep up the momentum as well so like, Get through, it is, it is. get yeah. through against Bratislava. Go and play a Bolon. Play two games against them. Keep building up some confidence. Give more time to the manager to work with the team. Bring in the missing pieces, and that takes you to the end of August. It's, it's still a hell of a job, but it is doable. 
some people are raising the issue of the conference and the fact that, again, we can build more confidence there because the competition is not going to be as high as the Europa. Uh, we need to bring points to the coefficient, not just the UEFA coefficient, but Olympiakos' coefficient, because we've dropped down to the fourth pot for the Champions League. and We need to get back up to the third. So we need to start picking up wins. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't care if we play Europa. I don't care if we play conference. I care about us playing football. And to go back to what Vasily said, that this team starts to rediscover its identity or re not reinvent it, rediscover it, uh, evolve it, whatever Carlos Corbran wants to do. He's the manager. It's, yeah, it's yeah. his job. I just, want to I just want to reiterate this because you made a good point about not being doom and gloom. Personally, myself, I've said it so many times. Yes, I'm not confident ahead of the Bratislava uh, game, but I re I'm going to say this again. Olympiacos have a really good manager. Give him time. This is a manager that can turn things around. Patience. Yeah. Patience. Also, yeah, patience. But also... Yeah. Side note, patience. patience. <laughs> <laughs> I, hashtag patience. Hashtag patience. Trust the process. Um, but one thing I will say is... I kind of want to throw away everything that Martins has done, the like expectations. I feel like it shouldn't be taboo if if Mari Kamara is binned off next week and doesn't play. It shouldn't be taboo if Yorgos Masuras doesn't play next week. It shouldn't be taboo if Philip Sinkernagel doesn't play next week. Um, like we need to go with what worked. And to be honest, what worked tonight was Valbuena, El Arabi, Gary Rodriguez, Lazar Angelovic. Like, it shouldn't be taboo for us to roll out with a lot of those players and dropping some of the favorites of Pedro Martins. That's just something I, I want to say. I would love if the coach – this sounds crazy because if you go back and listen to some of the old-school podcasts and the fucking – the things I said about Lazar Angelovic, I am now begging for him to start next week. Like, I never <laughs> thought I would ever say that. But Yorgos Masuras can – barely kick a football right now god i guess that him. was i guess that was really unfair like i know he's having such he's been poor for like more than six months but to boo him and to be fair like he's the only one in that team that like probably okay cares about olivia he's a fan we know he's a fan that was unfair but you can criticize players but I don't know. No, but it was okay for us to boo Henry Onyekuru against Atalanta, but I, no. I, I, I didn't. But anyway. Oh, I did, and I did very loudly, and I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> if okay. I was there tonight, I'm going to be honest, I would probably would have booed him as well. Like, in the heat of the moment, when you see such shit for so long, and you hear the name, Yorgos Masuras, you feel like this is your chance to kind of like... that. It's be like, this is my chance to tell you how unsatisfied I am. Here is... Mari Kamara, and you can boo. You can kind of get your perspective across. I know that's kind of messed up, um, but it's kind of your feeling as a fan when you're in the stadium, like, okay, this is how I can have my opinion heard, you know? Maybe it doesn't help anyone. Maybe it's wrong, but it's kind of, this is my opinion, and I'm going to let it be heard by, by doing this. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would have booed Masuras, actually. I... I don't know. 
Like I to to be honest though, everyone was so happy when we booed Henry and we talked shit about Henry, but now yeah, I don't know. You can't boo Marika Mara, you can't boo Masuras. Like Masuras has been bad for a very long time. I don't know. So uh you know, guys, I'm just reading I don't know what happened with the press conference. I uh but but there's an interesting interesting comment from Corberan. They asked him they asked him about you know the situation being more difficult than than he than he might have expected apparently his he, he his voice was reduced like he he had barely any voice at the press conference uh and he said uh he said no that's normal for me the crowd they 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 shout louder than me I, I shout so that the players can hear me through all the noise. It's very, they, it's very good to play in front of an Olympiacos crowd. Yeah, and essentially says like the goal was the goal was inspired by the crowd is, is what he said as well. But it's interesting. It just goes back to what we were saying about him not stopping on the touchline. Yeah. And yeah. and there's a comment from from Mano. Martins would give the day off tomorrow. What about Carlos? I don't think they're getting a day off tomorrow, mate. There's no time. There's no time. No, there's no time. Yeah, Vasilis Tenes tuning in. If only there were two real wingers and a mobile striker today. Well, we talked about that. Lazar Ajelovic and Gary Rodriguez, two players that play on the line. With what else? I think guys, we're going to do a few comments and then we we'll call it a night because it's yeah. late. Slate in Brussels, it's late in Athens. Still, quite a few of you here. Mano says the fans were amazing today, and I need to mention it. Yeah, the stadium was so much fuller than you would expect yeah. after a 4 0 loss, after <laughs> just the team getting destroyed and almost just being disgraced to a certain extent, and by some things not being done properly afterwards. But they showed up, they sang. John Sabukas asking, has anything been said about Agibu? No. It's interesting. Agibu didn't even warm up tonight. Like at any point, he wasn't even like raised off the bench. So interesting. Yeah. Right, uh, a, a lot of you are asking about Fortunis again. It's not coming back. It's never coming I don't back. Think like, it's let's ask, back. stop asking this question. It's not happening. No, so. my Guys, it's not going to happen. And trust me, even if he did come back, it's likelier that you'd be disappointed. Also, I know we don't talk about we don't talk about things. I don't know if you got or like of a, a lot of other shows. I don't know if you saw Takis. He asked, "Why don't you ask Fortunis if he wants to play for Olympiacos?" I don't know if you guys saw that clip. Yeah, I think I don't really pay much attention to yeah. him anyway. I don't pay much attention. It blew up in the media. I am. It was yeah. in newspapers and blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, as much as I think like about his show or whatever, I think he he gets information from the club. So. so. Yeah. Adonis Vasilakopoulos. Hope you're not related to the basketball guy, mate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we said it was like Bardokas getting down on one knee and drawing up the, the, the play. play. Yeah. Guys, should we call it a night? Yes. Been going for an hour and a half. Yes. Costa, yes. Costara, thank you so much for joining us. 
Always uh, a pleasure, Paul. Always a pleasure. More. Thanks for having me. You can follow Costas Llanos at Llanos Costas on Twitter. Writer for The Sun. Frequent contributor. <laughs> Almost like a semi-co-host, if I can call it. I can't remember it what really the It really feels like that. It really, really feels like <laughs> that. And it's an honor. It's an absolute honor to be to interact and to be associated with you guys. Guys, spread the word. Spread the word to all the Olympiacos fans around the globe. This is where you need to be. This is where you need to be. We appear, this place appears on the press conferences. It appears on the manager's press conferences. You'll hear Gate 7 International at Carlos Corberan's press conferences. Spread the word. Like and subscribe. I'm sure you'll be back soon. Yeah. Guys, we'll keep it, we'll keep it coming. Next week against Bratislava, Wayne, Slovakia. Perhaps we'll we'll look into some some preview for that. If you guys have any ideas on what you'd like to see on the show, any criticisms, any comments, leave them in the comments underneath. Always looking to get your input on how we can improve and make this experience more enjoyable, more enjoyable for you. Labrador, got any last words? Not no, that I'm I I just want to say, <laughs> he's leading the word. a revolution. The <laughs> revolution will storm, guys. Lambros <laughs> revolution. I'm loving I'm right. this. I, I have T-shirts of my face on it. So when we're mar- <laughs> for all my supporters, when we march in the stadium together, Lambros uh, <laughs> revolution. Can you imagine? You can uh, put that on the shirt if we get more donations. We get a Labra, shirt, a picture of Labra, me, customized Labro shirts. Gate Seven International. Like, uh, yeah, not the hero we deserve, but what the hero we get or something. <laughs> the one we need. The, the one, one we need. need. The one we need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seriously, seriously, guys, it's been a great. Um, it's been great to pass the evening together, and um, yeah, let's just hope. Uh, let's hope the team can turn it around next week and 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 win it, because I think it will. It'll drive us on. Labros equals ratings. That's what I have to say. <laughs> no, it's My you guys. I, come on. <laughs> My guess, you know, speaking speaking of ratings, we didn't do this. Can we do this really quickly? Man yeah, of the sure. match. Uh, uh, El Arabi. Boring. El Arabi. Yeah, just like old Coach is great. Costi, coach is great. Uh, I'm giving him a B plus because he only had two two days and he didn't lose and we saw a much much better team than a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. B plus for me too. I thought his changes were good with yeah. what he had to play with. B plus for me. Yeah, I thought so too. We would agree. Yes. I thought uh, also did. one thing changes were good. That's no. one thing I noticed. No. Good no, changes. No, no, no. Well, time early. changes. Changes were early yeah. too. Exactly. But uh, guys, that's it now. Like and subscribe yeah, if you haven't done so already. Hit that button, hit the bell, make sure you don't miss the next episode. We're Gate 7 International by the fans, for the fans. See you next time. Oh,